From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 508. Today's show is brought to you by our fine friends at Harry's and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hello, Mike Hurley, live from vacation mode. How are yep. you? Brad's on vacation today, but he's still here because that's the kind of guy he is. Thank you, Brad, for joining us today. Big episode, yeah. so, you know, I couldn't have filled in for you today because I didn't go to the Atlanta Pen Show, so... I wouldn't have really had much to say, would I? Why weren't you, know? you there, man? Everyone was asking about you. you know, I, I, what, what was I supposed to say? You I was know, like, yeah, he just doesn't like you anymore. I, there was a moment where I was like, why didn't I prepare for this? But I just <laughs> didn't. You know, it, it wasn't really on my mind when the planning mm-hmm. time would have been needed. And then I mm-hmm. just didn't think about it. Because as yeah. well, if I remember rightly, you weren't always sure you were going to go. So That's 100% why. So, And I ended up only having, it was pretty much I was there for almost exactly 24 hours, right? Yeah, that so wouldn't have worked for me, you know? That would not have worked for anybody. An in and out, like, but oh, it takes me 11 hours to get there or some nonsense? Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pass. But every everyone was was asking about you. Where's Mike? Are you podcasting? It's like no, no, too much going on this weekend. Couldn't make it work. But but we'll get all all to all of that here in a minute. We'll do a full Atlanta Pen Show recap, Mike. At, at least the parts that I can say on the show. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Recap. Uh, no, no, I'll get stuff. More I'll feuds. Get stuff. Yeah. No. Psh. Who do I? Fe- I don't have any feuds. No feuds. You don't have any current ones. <laughs> some Maybe. legacy legacy feuds legacy feuds yeah you got some legacy feuds you know i guess so that's <laughs> a pretty short list thankfully thankfully all right before we get to that i want to hit some new items uh some updates and some news of things that people have been asking about um over the past weeks and months Number one, I got an update from Benu Pen. Uh, my friend wow. Kate, who helps run uh, Benu Pen, um, they replied to me an email. Number one, Kate is like the sweetest. Um, she said, "I'm sorry it took so long for me to get back to you." <laughs> and I'm like, Kate, <laughs> listen, <laughs> come on, I'm <laughs> not the most important thing here, you know? Yeah, like that is so inconsequential. Yeah, and like I didn't even like I didn't I purposefully wrote my email. To not leave it open-ended, like, I'm just sending you an email of support, right? Mm -hmm. There was no response required, you know, I didn't set up, tell me how you're doing, or, you know, all that stuff. I was like, I knew not to, like, put any burden on them. And she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't reply to you sooner. I was like, you're a little bit busy, Um, you know, going through, uh, moving out of Russia. So, um, it's a big deal for the whole Benu Pen team moving to Armenia, but um, Kate did email me, said they've made the move safely and are setting up shop in Armenia, and they have started to work with their distribution partners again. So, you know, like here in the U.S., it's luxury brands, and, you know, wherever else in the world they're shipping, you know, the different um, distribution partners throughout the world, and they will be back with a full online shop set up, hopefully in about a month, she said. Uh, her and Alex are working on that, and uh, they will let me know once it's live again. And I told them I'd be happy to share all of that uh, informi- information. And she made a point that uh, to let me know that they are so thankful for all the support they've gotten. And they were really surprised at the outpouring of support. They were very worried, you know, being based in Russia originally, how the community would react. And yeah. And things like that, but she said they were just been overwhelmed with the with the positive support from not just you know the customers, but like the retailers and and yep. everyone's you know really you know supportive of them, and they they just wanted to let me know that they appreciated that. So wanted to give everyone an update. So you know they are uh, they're in tough times, and uh, I think uh, they feel positive. At least the 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 gist of the email that they feel positive. Uh, about the move that they made and about the future of Benu Pen, so that makes all of us happy. Oh, wow, this is this wild to me. I, I I I cannot I I cannot put this together in my head. Right, yeah. like I can't fathom just up what and has go. Place. Like it yeah. really is kind of incredible what they've mm-hmm. what they've done. So yeah, big respect to Benu Pen. Big time, big time. So we'll have an update uh, on down the line when uh, uh, Kate reaches back out and uh, they are ready for normal operations again so the other news item that i was actually asked about several times at the atlanta pen show because i brought a sample of the sanzen tomoe river paper successor um to the pen show for people to to play around with it looks like yamamoto paper 
Um, our friend Taizo from Yamamoto has his hands on the Sands and Tomoe River paper and is going to launch it on April 15th on their Etsy page. So Yamamoto Paper's Etsy page. So Yamamoto Paper, as you can imagine, is a, is a paper supplier. They make notebooks. They make the Robiki note notebooks. They're the ones who did the paper testing, uh, paper tasting samplers, Mike. Do you recall mm-hmm. those like from the San I Francisco do. Pen Show? I yep. think you met Taizo. Uh, when we yep. were there, he comes to the um, San Francisco Pen Show. Great, 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 great guy. And um, I don't know how they're going to be selling it, right? Are they going to be selling loose sheets? Are they going to have bound products? I mean, Yamamoto Paper Based has on capabilities. This image, like this vi- this video mm-hmm. that I put in the show notes, I bet it's loose sheets because they're writing on loose Same. sheets. I expect, especially because they're selling it on Etsy. Like it just doesn't right. feel. This feels like a bit like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's just a bit like right. Eh. You know, they've also posted another image. Um, it's, there isn't a translation of it. It's not, it's not in English here, but maybe I can work that out. Where it's mm-hmm. just a bunch of sheets of paper, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming is the Yamamoto paper. Um, right, right. So I would expect to, people to expect that. And also, here's the other thing. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming at some point, as you would naturally assume too, Sanzen will give this a brand name. I was going to talk about that. I, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is from Yamamoto Paper saying Sands and Tomoe River. Is that the name? You know, oh, you know, I have okay because you referred to it this. as successor, right? But well, that was the that yeah, was yeah. Sansen's original. Th- but that was a real this. name, in my opinion. That right, was like a, agree. That was a, a I agree. Code name. Yep. And so they're keeping the Tomoe part. Okay. Just as That's another okay. aside, the Yamamoto, uh, the, the the announcement of this, the handwriting of this person in this Instagram thing is absolutely <laughs> astounding to me. It's so good. Uh, but anyway, I am intrigued by this. I think that from a branding perspective, I think this is smart. I think it's done what I thought should be done. Uh, they're keeping the Tomoe River name, but they're putting yep. their own brand name before it. I think that works perfectly. Making Tomoe River... A product owned by Sansen. Yes, this I think the that's the correct it. way to do it. I think that's the correct way to do it. Yeah, I know. I was on the on the on the warpath for like removing Tomoe River and starting it, calling it something new. But like, I understand. Like, if you bought the branding and you're paying for the branding, I just really didn't want that successor name in there. And I knew it was wasn't going to be. I wasn't planning on that. Yep. But if we go Sansen Tomoe River, then I think we have like a, this line of demarcation that is needed in the Tomoe River paper if we're going to continue to call Tomoe River different things. It's easy for people like you and me to know the difference. Yeah. Uh, if you even care about the difference, right? Yeah. Because, yep. you know, from, from the episode where Jacob was on, mm-hmm. he seemed pretty happy with it. Like there might yeah. not even be a need to consider them as, as separate products, really. Yeah, like it's just Tomorrow River. Like it's basically the same kind of idea, just it's a slightly different formulation now. I guess I don't know. Yep. We'll see. Yep. So look for that April fifteenth on Yamamoto's uh, Etsy store. And uh, like I said, like you you said, and and I'm thinking the same. It's probably going to be loose sheet packs. I mean, that's what Yamamoto does best. All they of their images, of paper. It's just uh, that other one that I was referencing that we're just mm-hmm. they've they've basically unboxed it and they're like we couldn't wait to use this. Is, is the translation yeah. of the post? It's just three different loose sheet sizes. Yeah. So why do so. they sell on Etsy? Is that because of uh, just like taxes and stuff? I'm Do guessing you know? it's some ease of use to get things over into different markets outside of yeah. Japan. I, I, I can't know totally answer that, but I know Etsy's a lot of people had a do bit that. of a resurgence with this like duty paid stuff that we were talking about at the beginning of the year. Because sites like Etsy, they do the tax calculations for different countries. Right. So a lot of people are now using Etsy if they're shipping anywhere international because Etsy will just take care of it for them and they don't have to do the tax collection and payment. Right, right, which is something I have to figure out. Like, yeah. Do you remember we were talking about it at the time that like there are yep. going to be companies that take advantage of this? Right. Etsy is one of them. Right, and then Etsy also recently has gone up in their rates for the percentages they they take from um, Etsy, the Etsy marketplace. So that I think there is a big uproar me. about that. If, right. they're, if they're providing these additional services, making people more reliant on them, of course they're going to do it. Yep, yep. So that's a big to do right now. I don't know all the details, but I'm I'm sure we'll we'll get some emails. But I I've read some of the uh Etsy goings on recently. It's a, it's mm. Etsy's a hot topic recently. Mm. Um they've just gotten so huge, right? So mm-hmm. there's lots of changes and lots of um 
lots of makers on there are are getting dinged. Uh, they remind me of changes, eBay, so. really. Like yeah, because eBay was like you just sell your stuff to individual people. Like that's eBay, and mm-hmm. then brands came to eBay, right? Set up eBay stores, and it feels like Etsy's going through that right now. Where right, it's like right. Etsy is like, hey, you make a thing, sell it to other people, and now it's like companies have their Etsy stores. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like a different. They've moved into a different space. All right, let's take our first break. We're going to talk about the Atlanta Pen Show today and browse experiences. But if you want a Pen Show experience in your own home, why don't you go look at Pen Chalet's website? Because I tell you right now, you're going to find some incredible stuff there. Because Pen Chalet, they have the products that you're looking for. They have the brands that you love. They're an authorized dealer of all of your favorites. One of the great things about Pen Shows is good prices. Well, that's what you can love about Pen Chalet. Because not only do they have fantastic prices, they do sales. Every two weeks, you're going to find new sales over at Pen Chalet, and all the new products are being added to the site. Every single month, you're going to find brand new stuff. They do limited edition products. They do accessories. They do inks. No matter what you want, go to Pen Chalet first. For, I'm going to give you t- three reasons why you should go to hmm. Pen Chalet first. One, shipping. Because if you're in the U.S. and you spend over $50, shipping is free. They also do great rates overseas. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee on their products at Pen Chalet. And third and final, because you listen to the show, you can get 10% off anything at Pen Chalet at any time. Just go to penchalet.com, click the podcast link at the top of the website, enter the password Pen Addict, and you will get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet. Plus, you get the hookup of some special deals just for Pen Addict listeners. Brad, I, don't, I know you're in vacation mode right now. Brad was mm-hmm. telling me before the episode, he had no hands. I don't, don't really know what that meant, but he's like, mm-hmm. I, I can't access the Discord today because I have no hands available, <laughs> which is an intriguing thing for me because I'm mm-hmm. not really sure why he needs them. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. are you able to see it or shall I go through some of my favorites from the this week's deals? No, I'm able to see it. In, in fact, I have three things too from Penn Chalet, Mike. Right. So we're going to keep, we're going to keep that thing up. Mm-hmm. Thing number one, the rule of threes ring. today. Rotring 800 mechanical pencil. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the 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 lead pipe retractable version of the famous Rotring 600, and um, it's usually like an 80 plus dollar pencil that's on a very very good sale right it's now. A great at price. Pencil-A. I actually mm-hmm. didn't know that they carried these, so that is good to know from there. Uh, number two, the Caveco AC Sport fountain pen. So this is the aluminum sport barrel with carbon fiber inlays. It's a very neat looking Kaveco sport if, you if you're need into those things. To write faster. Mm. This is the pen yes. for you. Yes, so this is this is this could be the the Ferrari edition, Mike. It's it actually it, this could one be. is the red mm-hmm. and the carbon fiber and it goes faster than all of the other Kaveco sports. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and third, number three, Mike, the diplomat diplomat Elox rings, one of the most popular diplomats they've released. Huh in quite some time because it changed the barrel design okay. right instead of like that fluted you know kind of cut out barrel that the the diplomat uh alox alox i think the standard one is called no this is the elox um, uh the arrow excuse me the diplomat arrow is the traditional one i was gonna we, say if yeah, all they sorry. do is like alox elox ilox Ilox, olox yilox that's it sorry. that's the diplomat range right there <laughs> <laughs> so this one they changed the pattern they kept the barrel shape like the barrel silhouette and then did a ring pattern with that's black and orange and this one's been super popular so that's a great deal so those those are my three things uh for pen chalet mike all right, so if you want to go and check out those deals for yourself, it's really easy. Just go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password, Pen Addict. Our thanks to Pen Chalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. I went to the Atlanta Pen Show, Mike. You sure did. What year is it? <laughs> Where it am is, I? <laughs> it is 2022. <laughs> the Can year I just say, of the right? return of the Pen Show. What? Just say, obviously, a lot of terrible things have happened, right, over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. But I need to talk about one of the true travesties of producing this show during COVID. Mm-hmm. We would have multiple episodes a year that were just easy content, you know? Mm-hmm. Brad went to the pen show. What was the pen show like, right? True. You know? Yeah, I didn't we think about, about that, yeah. And they're all like, oh, we went to the pen show. Well, it's our live show. 
think about us over here, right? We've had to work <laughs> harder to come up with content for you. Or Brad has, because Brad Brad's a content machine, you know? Think yeah. about, that's the real, I mean, if you think about it, that's the, one of the true travesties of this, yeah. of this time period, I think. Thanks a lot, world events. Way I to go. Jeez, we've got to work we harder. we got to read press releases over here. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I had to plan for more podcasts. Come God. on, world. You were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Get vaccinated, you dummies. Like, come on. So I made it back. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the whole, like, getting there, getting ready for it. The pre-arrival was just weird, right? It was like, it has generally been a long time since I've mm. done this and gone to a pin show. Um, luckily for those who may be listening to the show for the first time or, you know, or newer listeners, I only live about an hour and a half from where the Atlanta pin show is held. So mm-hmm. I could just drive to it and I didn't have the time to stay the whole Friday, Saturday, Sunday of the show and set up a table and do all that. So I just planned to drive up Friday morning and leave late Saturday morning mm. and, you know, spend like 24 hours in the environment of the pin show. And it, I didn't miss a beat. Like it was really, okay, really cool. Like it felt normal. It felt good. Um, it did feel weird, like rolling up, like I rolled yeah, I up to the say, hotel. How did it feel coming in? You know? Yeah. It's like, I rolled up to the hotel. I'm like, okay, I'm here. The show's open. Like by the time I arrive, I can just walk in and, after I got my badge, which I'll I want to talk about that in a second. Um, I walked right into the first room on the right at the Atlanta Pin Show. If you've been there, uh, you'll know it's the smallest room. But I figured a, a bunch of the people that I wanted to see would be there. And the first person I see is Anna Reinert, uh, our our bestie from the well appointed desk, who was working for Van S Pins at this past weekend, and. That's all I needed to just be reabsorbed mm. into, okay, I'm at the pin show. Let's do this. It was like, you know, it was like walking through like through like the curtain into the other room. It was like you were transported. Okay, I was out in the parking lot, and then in like within five minutes, I was in the pin show environment, and I felt right at home, even though I felt like kind of weird yeah. like right in the beginning. And once I started talking to Anna, you know, I turn around and I see Jonathan Brooks, and then I look over and I see you know, uh, Brad Owens from Mythic Pens, and I see Mark Bacchus, and they're, they're all, like, within arm's reach, and I'm like, <sighs> okay, like, this feels, like, back to normal. Mm. So, um, I have to give this shout-out because I will forget, as we continue to talk about, like, my show experience and stuff, Jimmy Dolov is the best. He puts on the pen show. He's the He's the Atlanta pen show promoter. Um, you, many people who go to pin shows around the U S uh, know Jimmy and his daughter, Suzanne from going to pin shows and cause they go to pretty much all of them and set up, you know, their own tables. He has always taken care of everything we needed in the past. You yep. and I, um, for the podcast, Jeff and I for not so helpful, even when he couldn't understand what we were doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like who he are these guys? Us. What are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. He, he trusted us helpful. to, Yeah. Um, so I like, I walk in, I registered online, but you don't pay online. You pay when you get there. And I walk in and I, I talk to the table, Sherry, who I hadn't seen in a few years is always working there. And she hands me my envelope and there's a big sticky note on it that says paid. And I'm like, nah, I didn't pay. And she's like, Jimmy said, and I'm like, okay, I gotcha. (laughs) So Jimmy, like, that's how my day started. Right. With good old Jimmy doing jimmy things right mm-hmm. and i was like okay like we're we're just back in atlanta doing our thing and it, it was great so you know i i just i hung out walked around um really you know once i got there i really just wanted to go see people that i hadn't mm-hmm. seen um you know in a long time you know lisa van s you know anna everyone i mentioned before uh kelly from mountain of ink was working there um with van s and you know, I saw Nick Pang and like, I'm going to, I'm going to forget to mention people through this, through this whole thing, but, um, in a weird way, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but like nothing and no one has changed. Yeah. And I mean that in a really, really good, comfortable way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everything. It was just like the last time that we all hung out together. 
we're all there for the same nonsense that is a pen show, right? Like it's just a fun time, a fun environment. Everyone's happy. You know, a lot of us hadn't seen each other in a long time. I hadn't seen, you know, some of these people in person. I, you know, I might talk to Anna or Jonathan like all the time, but I hadn't seen them in person in over two years, Yeah. you know? So it, it, it was cool. Like it was, it was really cool. And just in that one little room, you know, aside from them, you know, I got to to talk with Jim and Francisco from Heinz Penco, right? And Brian and Iron Feather Creative, who I just gotten introduced to at the last pen show I went to, which was in Baltimore 2020. He makes really great work. And like I said, Nick was in there. So like just this little bitty room, I was like in there for an hour just catching up with old friends and, mm. and family, essentially family, right? This is like one big, happy, extended pen family. And it, it was it was just cool. So, you know, I made it out of that room, you know, just talking. And I was like, okay, let me go see what's in the room, the second room, which is where the, usually the knock table is, where you and I would hang out, right, and Jeff and and uh, everyone else hanging out there. And that's where Jimmy is, so I wanted to go thank him. So I did, and he's like, hey, um, I kept your table over there in case you wanted it, in case you needed to sit down or just like put your stuff there. Like he didn't sell our table on purpose. It's a bit of, bit of prime after, real estate. It is. It is. Like after I gave it up, I said like, look, I can't do a table. I can't be there. And it's like one of the best tables in the show. Yeah. And he kept it. He kept it for me. So that he, that's just how he is. So um, right across from our table, literally like if I was sitting at, at what was our table is Mike Masayama, right? Like that's, you know, you're in the good yeah. spot when you're, you're staring at Mike Masayama across the house. So, you know, I talked to Mike and then uh, next to him was Matthew Chen, another uh, new, newer nib worker. We'll have links in the show notes to a lot of these people that I'm talking about, because we're going to talk about nib working and um, all the people I ran to a bunch. So, you know, that's the room with like Franklin Kristoff and drum ghouls and federalist pens and, and all kinds of stuff. Mike, you would have died at this one table that Drum Ghouls is now bringing. Uh-huh. They bring, I should say, one table. It was, was it three tables or two tables? At least two full tables of Retro 51s. Oh, I saw those images. Yeah. That was, but, I think um, that was two of the three tables of Retro Anderson 51s. Anderson Penn's always had a, a large, large selection. Yeah, yeah, so but this is this was not your standard retros, right? Yeah. This was new retros plus rare retros, prototypes, like one-offs. Like you could see five different versions of the same pin there from the the types of like was it the prototype, was it the proof model, was it like wow. all these weird things. So it was wild. It was wild seeing that. So that that was pretty cool. So I got to meet Marty, who is super knowledgeable. He kind of runs that table for for the drum ghouls, and he okay. he he knows all the all the retro fifty one stuff. So that was cool, cool to hang out. Marty and his wife were were running that table, and um, you know, and there were some other small makers in that room. Like normal, that's a that room that we're normally in is a good mix of people, right? Like it's mm. you know, it's got traditional vendors, it's got nib workers, it's got new smaller makers. It's kind of a a good room. Yeah, and then um. Out in the hallway, there's a hallway that connects really to the biggest room in the back, which is like the third room, but it's the biggest room. In the hallway was uh, Yaffa, which a lot of people are familiar with for Monteverde, Panider, Mayora, you know, just, gosh, they had, I don't know, six or eight tables out there, just tons and tons and tons of pens and pens and stuff. They're going to be the ones carrying Delta um, when it comes back, like we talked about the Delta resurgence here. Um, when mm-hmm. they come back, they'll have Delta. They couldn't give me a date on that. I know people have been asking about when's Delta going to come back. Um, they weren't ready to commit to a date, but I'm thinking soon-ish, right? Then you roll into the the big room in the back, um, you know, seeing people like Ryan Krusak, uh, John from Lemur Inc., Crazy Allen was back there. Oh, um, you know your buddy, guy. Crazy Allen. What a Love guy. that guy. Love him. Um, the Penn family was back there. Then you had your your bigger distributors and you know bigger companies like Kenroy Industries, right? So yeah. our friends there that have Estherbrook and Aurora and Montegrappa. Then we had Pilot America was there. So they had all the like the Pilot is Pilot North America is based out of Jacksonville, so they were an easy easy ride. So they came up and you know brought all their stuff. Um, then we had more nib workers back there, Kirk Spear from Pen Realm and 
Damien Alomar from All in the Nib. They were back there working. Um, then we had more new products like Andrillium inks and Tesori pen. And I was getting to check out some of these pens and inks and makers that yeah. I've heard of online, but not gotten to see in person necessarily. So it was kind of cool to see all that. Then we had like our, our old stalwarts there that we always see like Bert Ozer and, and Tom Bailey with all his pelicans and, oh. and all of that stuff. So it was pretty full vendor wise, like size wise, mm-hmm. like it's obviously wasn't as table wise. It wasn't as sold out as like when we were going, you know, three and four years ago, but I'd say probably 90% of the tables were full. Um, he might could have jammed some more in the hallway, like when the Nib Smith was in, uh, would come, Dan Smith, he would be in the hallway, like there was a gap there, like that wasn't filled. But I think, you know, it was mostly full with vendors. I think I heard there were 47 different vendors, but a lot of them had, you know, multiple tables, like two to two to four tables. So it was reasonably full. Um, Friday traffic was a little light, I think everyone was saying. Which is understandable. I mean, Saturday is always going to be the big show at a traditional, a big day at the traditional three-day shows, right? Mm-hmm. Saturday's the biggest day because, you know, local people got to get off work. People who travel got to get in. And and it business-wise, I think it was good, though, from the, the vendors and everyone that I talked to Friday. And then, um, you know, it, it wasn't overly crowded, though, so it was great for me to – I made a point to get there early, go hang out, go see – as much as I could, um, you know, did some, a lot of my shopping on Friday and it, it was just, it was cool. Um, you know, skipping on to Saturday, just real quick. It definitely, the crowd ramped up by the time I was leaving on Saturday. So I left about 1130 Saturday, which means I only had like two hours in the show. And by the time I left, it was like, you're, you know, dodging and weaving just to, just to move around. So that, that was cool to see that it filled up pretty well on Saturday. Seems like you picked the right day, though, for you. Totally. Yeah. Like, if I just wanted to, like, chill and hang and, and you know, talk to people that I haven't seen in a while, it, I really didn't have an issue, right? Yeah. So, it, it was good. Um, Big picture observations. There was a nib worker uh, abundance. And I was a little bit worried that there wouldn't be enough work for them, but I think that was not an issue whatsoever they all had their sheets out and the sheets might had like one or two time slots open and people would see that and they would fill them up like i'd be sitting there getting nib work and someone would come talk to me and they'd look at a sheet and it's like three quarters full and they go oh there's a time at 3 30 boom and they'd fill it up and there was so let's see it was mike masayama mark backus matthew chin kirk spear damian alomar were all there working on nibs and i'm i'm not counting like Audrey, you know, the nib doctor at Franklin Christoph. Yep. She just does all the Franklin Christoph stuff. Pendleton Brown was there. He does nib grinds, but he did all pre-ground stuff for the show. Like he wasn't working on pins of the show. He brought pins that were previously done. So the people that you could bring pins to and get work done, there was five really, really good options. And I think they stayed reasonably busy the whole show. If not, I, I never saw any of them not you know, working, right? Like it was, it was cool to see. And I certainly got some nib work done from everyone who I had never used before. So that was mm-hmm. Matthew Chen, um, Kirk Spear and Damian Alomar. Um, we can maybe talk maybe more next week about like some real specifics and things that I got done. You know, I, I could sit here and, and talk about you know, like each nib and, and each thing, but like real quick, Matthew Chin did a Naganata Togi grind for me on a pin that I bought. So we can, we can discuss that next week. We can discuss okay. that more and explain to you what that is and, yeah, and why I, I got it. I don't it. know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Like we could spend 10 minutes on that. So okay. I think I'll just continue going through, going through the show. Cause I have a lot yeah. more to talk about. And then like Kirk Spear, I brought my Lamy Safari. I wanted to get a needle point grind done from him and I know he does good needle points. So I got that done, and then Damien, I got him to put a cursive italic grind on my Pilot Custom 74. So, you know, I know Mark Bacchus, and I have a ton of Mark's nibs, and I know Mike Masiyama, and I have a ton of Mike's nibs. So I wanted to try, you know, all these new-to-me people. Like, I've met Damien before. I'd never met Kirk before, and I'd never met uh, Matthew before, um, even though I was certainly aware of yeah. all of them and all of their work. So, like, we were, like, totally spoiled, right? So I really 
wanted to sit with each of you know the nib workers that I had not sat with before and kind of get an idea of of what they do and um they all do great work obviously it's uh really good good experience and uh i I really like that there was um a really good vendor balance okay but between like Okay, big retailers, you know, our big retailers that we know, like Van S, Dromgulls, Federalist, Crazy, Federalist Pens, Crazy Allen. Um, we had a lot of makers there. You know, you had uh, Carolina Pen Company and Mythic Pens and Iron Feather Creative and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, they had your individual vendors, either, either like your vintage, you know, your vintage vendors or, you know, just people selling their collections. Um I would have liked to seen a couple more distributors because that's from that's more of a me thing because I get to like to I like to talk to the people who are bringing in the pins to sell. That feels like a big pen show deal, right? And I know Atlanta yeah. has always gotten bigger over time, but it feels like the distributors are very much focused around like San Francisco and DC. Yeah, so we got Kenro and we got Yaffa. And we got Pilot. I would have liked to seen luxury brands, you know, which yeah. is uh, Platinum, uh, Waldman, um, Bennu, Colorverse, right? They do a bunch. And then Coles of London, which is Visconti, ST DuPont. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I get that they, like, not all these people can go to all these shows. Like, I get it. And Atlanta's, yeah. you know, Atlanta's definitely on the smaller side. So maybe it's just not a fit for them. But I wouldn't have minded at least seeing a few more of the distributor types there. But, like, I totally get it. I, we had access to, like, literally everything. If there's anything I wanted to see, it was available for me to see, right? Um, which is kind of the sign of a good show. You know, I got to see makers that I hadn't seen before, right? Um, I got to see, distributors that I have long-term relationships with, right? And everything in between, right? So it it was it was pretty cool. The other thing that Atlanta has never done, um, whereas a show like Baltimore does and San Francisco does, is there's real no local non-stationary presence there. Like there's no chocolate maker, right? There's no coffee representation there's no jewelry representation i kind of like to see that mix and match of local like vendors being involved in the community um i think that's just additive to the pin show experience um atlanta's also not a big show i i also kind of get that right it's not quite on the same on on par with some of the other shows so i don't know that's just a personal thing now, you know you i like know, to have those one-off things a lot over the years uh mm-hmm. the presence of the pen addict and surrounding media properties has made mm. Atlanta more of a destination show than it otherwise yeah. would have been. But it's still just, there's only so much physical size that show yes. can grow into. And San Francisco and DC, which like I think are the two like big other ones that I've been to, even Toronto, mm-hmm. just so much more physical space right. to, to put, to put uh, vendors into. So, Right, right, right. So it's it's not a complaint. It's just like a oh, in a perfect world, this. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was really, really good. Like it had everything that I wanted. The best thing, one of the coolest things about Atlanta. And well, this is actually what we'll we'll get to at the end, but I'll mention it now. Is because you kind of alluded to it. People travel to this show. Like yeah. the the not not the necessarily the vendors and the people selling at the show, but the customers, um, they really come to the show because it's a fun, easy show. You get to meet a lot of people. There's some good hangout stuff yep. to do at the show. And it's really kind of a uh, kind of little self-contained community at the show. Um, you know, a lot of people hanging out. So we'll, we'll wrap that at the end. That was kind of the big picture um, observations. It felt really good, good balance, good crowds. Um, I was not packed to the gills, obviously, like at the peak times when we've been there, right? But uh, understandably so. So you okay if I go into a, a kind of a, I did like a things to watch little note in my yeah. notebook of kind of the things, like my big, that was my big overview. And now I've got some specifics of okay. that, some of my really interesting takeaways. Heinz Penco has turned it up to 11 Whatever they're doing, whatever Jim's doing, whatever Francisco's doing, they have gone like really all in, right? Okay. From seeing them the first time at the Is Arkansas that how you say it, show. Hines? I don't know. I don't. I, it's probably Hens. I don't know because it's not spelled like the beans. 
No, it's H I N Z E. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Huh. I Jim or Francisco will yell at me immediately after this and then we'll correct it next week. Because I would have said hens, but I don't hens. know if I'm right either. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I've like interviewed Jim and uh, whose last name is H I N Z E. Oh. And so I know at some point I've known how to say it, but I've completely yeah. blanked on if I'm saying it right. Anyway, okay. when I first met them in Arkansas, probably like 2018, you know, just getting started making pens, small table, you know, yeah, acrylic turning acrylic blanks into pens. I like what they did. What they're doing now is really leaning into like some of the storytelling aspects that I like. Hey, we're going to make this series of pens based on this theme. And here's why we're doing it. And we think this is cool. And we think this is fun. And here's the interesting, interesting materials with this. And here's the interesting hardware with this. And it's just on and on and on. It's not like, hey, here's this one series. It's like five different series at one time. And I was just like looking at all this stuff going, wow. Like it's, I'm, I'm really impressed. And uh, Jim, I know really is kind of like the craftsman contact for all, a lot of the other makers for like the technical aspects of like making things. Right. And he does some really cool stuff and uh, makes a lot of a lot of fun stuff. So I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in what they're doing. Um, Stacy Robinson, who is a longtime Atlanta pen show vendor and local to Atlanta, um, does pens by design, P E N Z by design. He this time at this show, I don't know if he's had these in years past. I guess it's been three years since I've seen him, and I've never bought anything from him before. But he had some acrylic pens that he made with these traditional materials. The one I uh, bought was a Conway Stewart material pen and he had some ebonite pens the fit and finish of these pens was extraordinarily impressive um i think i will be talking a lot about his pens and i know a lot of other people are um joe from the gentleman stationer picks them up i know a lot of people picked them up because they were just impressed with the craft craftsmanship and the price point was really really excellent so i think he's uh i think he's going to en- enjoy a little pen show bump here because he had some really cool stuff to sell the Venta fantasy inks, the shimmer inks, Van S pens had them and I could hardly get my own bottles to test. You know, Venta's doing a really, really good job with their inks. I talk about them very positively and they're kind of, uh, stepping on the gas a little bit. And these kind of new series of shimmer inks are doing really well. Kind of everyone was, that was looking for inks was kind of going to Van S and finding those inks and, and getting those, Franklin Christoph, I've bought my first Franklin Christoph pen in I don't know how many years, probably since Toronto when I bought the Wonder Pen store exclusive. Aside from any pens that I've made for the Pen Addict, they have a color called Olive, which is this translucent olive green, and it is just completely nuts color. Um, and it's a it's hard to explain. You just have to look at pictures of that. So that was kind of the popular franklin kurstoff pen like if you were going to franklin kurstoff a lot of people were were coming away with that pen so i got to see a lot of those um the new pilot Oroshizuku inks are here mike so they will be available on april 15th so three new colors of pirate pilot Oroshizuku inks um will be available i got to meet so this is the funniest funniest uh thing so it's like 11 15 saturday morning i'm making the rounds like i i'm starting to make the rounds early because i want to make sure to talk to everybody before i go and knowing that i have like a hard out at 12 like i have to be on the road at 12 so it's like 11 15 i'm kind of ramp winding it down and i'm walking out of this one room and here comes this guy in, in a suit who i hadn't seen all show walks up to me brad hey this is frank from narwhal it's like, how are you? Oh. I'm like, oh my God, Frank. <laughs> like, I've, I've talked to Frank online, but like, I've never met him in person. Like, he goes to shows and he's had tables at some of the other shows, but he didn't have a table here. So he had just like flown in and had just like walked into the show, right? Basically, right when I was walking out. So I got to talk to Frank for a minute and I'm going to try to talk to him more uh, down the line. I said, you know, I told him, obviously, you know, I'd, I'd love to spend a half an hour with you, but like, I'm five minutes away from having to leave. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, totally no problem. And so I got his card, so we're going to talk soon. But I thought that was that was pretty cool to, like, uh, see Frank, like, right at the last minute as I was walking out. So that was that was pretty funny. So that was kind of, like, my 
my big picture and my my little picture takeaway just from like the stuff and the things that I enjoyed seeing there. So um yeah, it was a very good, very successful show for me just in getting back in that environment, seeing all the people that I wanted to see, getting to check out some new products and, um, you know, getting to see uh, like all these nib grinders that I haven't worked with before. And just all of that stuff was like mm. super, super fun to me. And it was a great experience. Like, and we haven't even talked about like the best stuff, which is like the after hour stuff, which we'll get to here in a minute. But um, just like the show itself was really good Atlanta pin show, showtime. Like it was, it was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. All right, I want to dig into a few more bits of this with okay. you because I have a few more things that I'm intrigued about. Uh, right. But let's take our second break and do that. And let's thank Harry's for their support of this week's episode. Having a daily routine can really help set up your day for success. Brad, how does Harry's fit into your morning routine? <laughs> well, let me tell you how it fit into my Atlanta Pen Show routine. Perfect. That, Mike? Yes, please. The Harry's Dop Kit. Is that even on sale? That is my two go-to travel kit yep. and i rarely get to use it because i'm rarely on the road staying away from home but i pack that up in that travel kit is my harry's razor my harry's blades my harry's uh little protector so i don't cut myself when i pick <laughs> pick up the razor blindly out of the dop kit my harry's shave gel all of that travels with me it went with me to the atlanta pen show kept me looking sharp the entire event mike thank you harry's so one of the great things about Harry's is just the, the overall like pricing and product that you get. And Harry's love to give their best offer to listeners of this show. First time Harry's customers can redeem a starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash penaddict, which includes a five-blade cartridge, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover to protect your blades on the go. That is a $13 value for just $3. Nobody wants to be overcharged for gimmicks that they don't need, which is why Harry's prioritizes simple, quality craftsmanship at a fair price you get everything you need for a great shave and nothing but that harry's blades hold up better than ever people have tried it say their eighth shave is as sharp as their first and that newly designed weighted handle looks and feels great too Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry and they're offering a no risk trial so if you don't like your shave no worries it's on them new look same incredible offer there's never been a better time to try out harry's just go to harrys.com slash penaddict today to get your starter set for just $3. That's harrys.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to Harry's for the support of this show and Relay FM. We're going to play a game now, Brad. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going like to call games. this Did Brad Buy. Okay. Okay. So right. you already spoiled one. You bought, because I mm. saw this. I saw, you know, I've been following, I was feverishly following your Instagram. Oh, that's a whole conversation we can have. Like, it is so hard to, like, take pictures and post pictures when you're just having a fun time talking with people right mm -hmm. so i'm gonna have to do like a, a photo dump on instagram uh here sometime this week and you posted a couple of pictures that were just mm -hmm, mm -hmm. seeming to indicate that there have been a bit of a haul going on <laughs> all right so yeah. we know you got a franklin christoph we know that much yeah i bought now the olive yeah they, they, that was the one, right? The one, that, yeah, the model forty six. So they had it in different right. shapes. I bought the model forty six, which I don't have a model forty six. It's a very um kind of straight barrel, little taper in the cap, just a real super. I like the super clean designs of something like the forty six. So yes, bought that. So I look at your pictures and I see I got some clues, right? Okay, I got some okay. clues here. So mm -hmm. I see an Estabrook box. Mm -hmm. Did you get an Estabrook, Brad? So, I think we need to clarify this game, Mike. So, I bought a lot of stuff. Did I buy it for me or did I buy it for, you know, ulterior motives? It's all for you yeah. at some point, you know? <laughs> so, it's for me to use for things. So, Esterbrook, there were two Esterbrook pens that were purchased uh -huh. and an Esterbrook nib that was purchased. Oh, so, I went, okay. I went for the needle point, right? The Needlepoint was the product that I was going for, right? That was on my list was nib work from for my Lamy Safari and Pilot Custom mm -hmm. 74 and a loose Esterbrook Needlepoint nib, acquired okay. that nib. So the question was, was I going to acquire a pen uh -huh. um, to put this new Needlepoint nib in? And I went into it 
thinking no, like I'm happy with my Estabrooks I have and I can just slot it into one of those, right? That's what I do. That's exactly why I got the Lamy Safari nib because I use Safaris a lot. I'll have my one nib that I move from pen to pen as I use them. So did I need another Estabrook pen? No, but I heard, rumor had it, Mike, that Kenro is now bringing Estabrook and other brand prototypes to the show of either a test run hmm. of a material to see mm. if it's going to be um, a that's future the Frank product. Christoph model, right? Like that's what yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah. But a great success with over the yep. years. I think. But at a much smaller scale, like a single folio of prototype pins, and there was one <laughs> on there. I imagine like you got to go screaming. You got to find. You got to find Carrie and be like, "You got the. You got the stuff." You know. Yep. Yep. You got the imagine goods. Imagine a situation goods. like that. I know. So Carrie wasn't there this weekend. I'm gonna get him. Oh, okay. Get on him for that. I think he was a little busy, uh, according to his Instagram. So okay. uh, I'll, I'll I'll give him a give him a yell later. But I I know Neil and uh, Deneen who have worked there forever as well. So um, yeah. So I saw this Esterbrook prototype. I have not taken a picture of it yet, Mike. It's a knockout. Okay. <laughs> like it is a really, really me pin. It's pointless for me to describe it because there's it doesn't exist, right? It's a like a one of one type of prototype, or maybe it's coming later. I, who knows? I think these are things that aren't going to exist, but it was like a test. So I will take some pictures. Uh, a lot of this stuff I turned around from the Atlanta pin show, had my daughter's prom uh, events the night after I got home and then left the next morning for vacation. So a lot of this stuff didn't even come with me on, on my trip. It's sitting at home waiting for huh. me to, to ink up this one did though. So I'll have to see if I can take a good picture of it, but it's basically a, um, it's a, di- it's another diamond cast material, you know, with like the sparkles in it, yeah. but it's very, it's very lightly dusted. Um, and it's a blue and white swirl that, uh, came out kind of amazing. Think of it like an ocean waves type of crashing situation with a little bit of sparkle in it. And, uh, I put the needle point in there. The second one I got is the Esterbrook candy is a new mainline Esterbrook that just launched, um, the day of the pin show. So I bought that one for a future giveaway. It's a kind of a unicorny pink and purple and sparkly and gold and stuff like that. So it's called candy. So you can find that one online. So I bought two Estabrooks and an Estabrook nib. Okay. There's a couple of Carolina pen co things oh, God. Here. I really ruined it with that picture. Yeah, because I can just well, see it all. I mean, what do you want mm. from me, you know? So, I bought two <laughs> pens from Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, one for me, one for other uses. Um, the one for other usage, I bought a matte um, one of his materials in a matte finish, which I don't have, and I think people enjoy those matte finishes, so I thought it might be a good giveaway pin um, at an undetermined date down the mm. line. Um, I bought for me a very... I asked Jonathan, I was like, what do I need to see, right? When you're familiar with someone's work and they're extremely creative like Jonathan he's like he's like the 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 Michelin three-star chef right you're just just make me the thing oh my god right? that's so perfect yeah yeah it's just he's the, I like, trust he is you. the Michelin chef of mm-hmm. pen making I right love it. so what do I need to see it's just like you don't order you just say cook me the thing mm-hmm. and that's what we're gonna you get just go for a tasting menu you know you just trust yeah. the chef yeah. however the chef intends you say you know so so he knows me and I know him and he picked up this pen and put it in my hand and that was it. Like it was absolutely correct for what I wanted mm-hmm. and it was, you know, correct for him to to show that to me. What it is is one of those extremely dark material pens that when you hit it with light shows everything, right? So yeah. from five feet away, it looks like a black pen. Uh-huh. With maybe like a hint of color, but up close it is like a kaleidoscope. So, okay. um, it's one of those pens. I will have to take like special photos, especially lit photos, to show it off. Um, it was he didn't call it an accident, but it was basically like a test. Again, this is where I where I get in trouble at pen shows. You can see the things that I've bought so far. These kind of one off type of production. Yeah, because you've right? got a because... you got a Hines Heinz pen as well, uh-huh, which I'd assumed uh-huh. you would. And then there's something in black, just like a black sleeve. 
Well, that's a mythic pins in the black sleeve, oh. but there is a Heinz pin uh, as well. Uh-huh. So I I haven't we've I, apparently I've bought everything so far. So well, you but see, yeah, no, the, here's but we've got some we've got some mystery, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a Drumgul's bag. It's oh, a big yeah. red Drumgul's bag. Yeah. There's Did a lot of you stuff in there. buy some version of Sailor King of Pen from Drumgul's? <laughs> no. Ah, oh, I thought that was going to be a yeah. I I got it <laughs> uh, but you were close. You were close. You should am keep, I? keep. Yeah, you should continue somehow related to your your question. So this is Sailor. Mm-hmm. Did you get the um the twenty twenty two limited edition, the soda pop one? No, okay. but it was there. It was very nice. Okay. So I went a l- slightly older. Okay. And I bought the habanero. Oh, which is solid orange cap, yeah, orange with translucent barrel. Mm-hmm. The reason why I bought it and you know didn't buy it online or or didn't necessarily like jump through hoops to to get it, I'm sure they're still available in some places. Is this one had an extra fine nib on it, and they don't. I, that's usually one of the lower quantity items and that's obviously probably why they still have it in stock because sailors extra fines are really really extra fine and if it was sitting there habanero with a medium nib i wouldn't have bought it okay right like i just don't need that but i don't have a lot i maybe have like one other sailor extra fine nib and of course i love that pen but i just didn't need that pen but that extra fine nib and the you know issue of standing right there staring at it instead of like through a computer screen and having to put in your credit card information and you know, already buying other things <laughs> there. Um, the extra fine is what set it over the top to me. So that was kind of the one st- standard issue pin, right? Regularly available at retail pin, you know, until it wasn't right. It was limited, but it was very accessible pin. Where these other pins that I've bought are like, you know, like the Esterbrook and Brooks's pen, like he like Brooks did did me like he did you. He's like, I'm not making any more of this. I said, Well, what's it called? Like, if I write about it, he's like, I don't. It doesn't have a name. You can name it. Yes, like, great, great. <laughs> so yeah, there's a I, problem when, with that. There's like mm. he says, yes, similar to what he said to me. But then he, I think he was stuck mm. making Sky at Night forever. That's what I told him. He yeah. said, Well, I he's that is exactly what I said. Cause I said if I do that, it's going to be a problem for you. And he's like, no, it won't because I don't have the recipe for this one anymore. So he can't recreate it exactly. How is that the case? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's who can he, argue I, with the Michelin because, star, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what I said. I said, well, no, I'm not going to name it because then you're going to have to make it. So you do it. And he's like, no, that's not going to be made because I can't. I'm like, great. Because <laughs> I'm totally taking pictures and sharing this pen, right? And I have a name in mind, but I'm not going to share it until I uh, until I post pictures of it. Well, so. but even if you don't name it, it will just be referred to as, you know, the one that Brad has that you didn't give a name yeah. to. Oh, I'm going to na- I'm gonna name it, and he's just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's his problem, you know? Yep, that's his problem at this point. So He could have named it like a really bad name, like given like a really bad name, and then no one yeah. would want it, yeah. you know? Yeah, like the Jonathan Brooks, you know, poop emoji or something there you i go. don't know i knew you were going there uh mm-hmm. so obviously i've seen some pictures are is yeah, there yeah. stuff that you have that i haven't guessed yet did you get anything else pens uh pens let's see so i got mythic pens yeah. so brad was there i got a really cool um i think it's a turn pen company is the material that he used in a shape uh, the mythic pins. I'll have to look up the shape and like we can like we can do like a deep dive on like the products next week. Um, because I'm gonna do that for members this weekend. Uh, in, in the newsletter takes all the pictures and do a deep dive on the products. So I'll have to get the material name and the barrel shape, and it's different from the barrel shape that Brad originally sent me. Um, and I I think I might prefer this barrel shape a little bit more. So I like that. Um, something I saw that I didn't buy, it was just a one-off. Again, that's what attracts me. Brian from Iron Feather Creative. People who followed like any of the Atlanta Pen Show pictures probably saw a picture of a shown design brass pocket six that Brian had etched. And so Brian is the one that does a lot of really, really cool design work 
on pins. So he'll make pins, like standard pins, and he'll do like the jewelry work for the roll stops. And he'll do like barrel etchings on the pin itself. And what he did with the shown design, Pocket 6, was he made kind of this swirl floral pattern. I don't know how he did it, but this is what artisans do. So the pattern lines up when the pin is capped. And then you uncap the pin, screw it on the back, and it lines up again. And it shouldn't. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's purposefully done to like he's just you know managed the pattern design and and created it beforehand to line up in two different orientations and it's really freaking wild. So mm. I did not buy that. Someone did and I'll have to figure out who because it is a really really cool pen. Um I bought a bunch of inks. Um I got the Venta samples, the fairy tale ink samples. Um I got the Lamy Safari strawberries and cream. Mm-hmm. I bought two orange inks that I had not seen one of them before. Manganese Orange from Mont Blanc, which is not a copycat of Lucky Orange. Um, you know, we've talked about Mont Blanc doing the copycats of the same names, similar colors, and or exact same colors, different names. This is not... Honestly, I consider that a great shame. <laughs> I wish they would copycat that ink. Because I'm yeah. starting to run low and I'm worried I'm not yeah. going to be able to get it anymore. So that's why I bought the second orange ink, which was Pelican Edelstein Mandarin, which was one of the original Edelstein launch inks. And it's still available, but it's Mm -hmm. not exactly easy to find. And I never got it. And it's always been a really, really solid orange ink. So I picked that up for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought um, all of the Andorillium inks. So those will be uh, out here being tested at some point. Um, they had two series of eight inks. So there was a, a cephalopod series and then an aviary series. So um, we'll be reviewing those. So I bought a bunch of stuff for review, right? So yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff like that. Um, I bought some of the Odyssey notebooks, which are 68 GSM Tomoe River. They came up. A lot of people were talking about them after the Baltimore show. And John from Lemur Inc. Uh, picked up a bunch of stock from there. So I bought a bunch of those to test out and give away. Um, that was kind of all, the only paper I bought. I bought some Hobonichi uh, A5 grid notebooks with Tomoe River paper in them. Just, you know, um, non-planner style. Just, you know, straight up notebooks, which I thought were pretty neat. You don't, you have to generally have to order those from the 1101 site in Japan. Um, unless some of the vendors carry them, which uh, I was able to get at Dromgul's. Um, what else? That's, I mean, there's going to be a lot I have to go through. There's, there's literally bags and bags of stuff. I went kind of berserk, Mike. It was like the very first thing I, I said, like after my first couple purchases, like whose idea was this to let me loose at a pen show after two years of not being at one? Cause I kind of, I kind of went unhinged. Oh, I look forward to card. my return, buddy. I'm going to, yeah, woo, it's going to be like pen show number one over here for me. Right. I'm walking around like, oh, I'm just going to go take a walk, come back with arms full, you know? That's what it was. I was yeah. like, I need to go see if my room is ready because I can no longer carry these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and that wait. was not the plan going in. I was trying mm-hmm. to be managed and metered and that I like, I failed. Like, I'll just straight up tell y'all, I failed at any like management of of anything. So I have a lot more to discuss. I have pins that I haven't even mentioned yet um, that I need to go through and figure out what I have. I have tons of like giveaway items and tons of new products. And Mm -hmm. it was fun, Mike. Like it was great. I look forward to getting through that over the next couple of weeks, I think. Was there anything else you wanted to mention about the pen show? Like how what was the vibe like in the evening and stuff? It was great. So yeah. the Atlanta Pin Show, again, the bar situation there is pretty small, right? Generally speaking, compared to some of the bigger open bars, even at like a small show like Philadelphia, they have a huge open bar area. Atlanta's kind of smaller and segmented out, but it was packed to the gills. Everyone that came to just like hang out and test pins and and chill out, um, I had smiles on their faces. They had a good time. It was just really, really fun, kind of our... Uh, our hangout time afterwards you know we had the the friday afternoon cookout um that jimmy puts on for all the weekend pass holders and vendors was absolutely jam-packed to the hilt i don't know that i've seen there was pretty much like standing room only for tables which was great i mean there had to be 
I've got one picture, I don't know, that had well over 100 people, probably, yeah. gosh, more than that. It was a zoo in, like, the nicest way possible. Everyone, you know, go sit at tables, got to hang out with people, got to, you know, mingle and, you know, eat hamburgers and hot dogs and drink, have a few beverages and hang out by the pool. We had perfect weather, right? Like, we've been years where the weather's been nasty. Well, we had absolutely ideal weather. Everyone had the best time, and then we just migrated into the bar until they finally turned the lights on uh, out on us about 11, 11.30 and mm-hmm. called it at night. And uh, it could not have been better. I love seeing all my friends, my pen show friends that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you know, Catherine and, um, you know, getting to hang out with like Brooks and Kirk Spear at the, at the bar, and, you know, and just talking about nib, like getting to test out nibs and paper. I don't know. It was packed. I'll... I'll forget all the names, you know, Sandra bringing all of the, uh, the sweets and cupcakes and cookies, you know, keeping us all, all amped up on sugar. It was great. It was great. We had a really, really, really genuinely great time. Well, as I say, I look forward to hearing more over the next few weeks, um, about some of the pens and stuff that you've been picking up. Yep. Yep. I have a lot to do when I get back home and I'm looking forward to it. I literally, just I walked in, I put the bags on my desk, and they're still sitting there. And then I left, pretty much. I, I didn't see anything afterwards. So I inked up a couple of pens, um, but I have a lot to go through. So we'll talk more about that next week. All right. If you want to catch show notes for this week's episode, I'll put in a bunch of links, some of the uh, vendors and stuff that Brad was talking about. You can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 508. If you want to find Brad online, you can go to go to Instagram. Go check out all the photos he was posting uh, from the from the pen show. You go to uh, Instagram.com slash penaddict. He's at penaddict on Instagram. I'll have more up there this week. More, oh, good. Some of the things we talked about. Yeah, I haven't even come close to putting everything up there from the show. Good. I look forward to that. Uh, he's at dowdyism on Twitter. Uh, Brad usually streams a few times a week at twitch.tv slash penaddict. Let's start back up next week. Cause you're away next week. We'll be full schedule next week. No streams this week. Yep. Go to penaddict.com, check out everything that's there. Uh, I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors for this week's episode, the fine people at Pen Chalet and Harry's too. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>